Allison, you have to explain something to me. What? You like to speak for a living. You're on my podcast. You do your podcast. And yet when we do these commercials, you're like super like... You don't want to do them. I don't, I don't want to do them. Why not? You spring them on me. I like to be prepared. Like, I'm a perfectionist, Taylor, you? and you just, you like all this improvisational stuff. I'm not a naturally funny person, okay? Well, that's what Patreon is for. Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. It's all the content, like in the normal show where you're not prepared. And right, where yes. It's where saying. you put all of my bloopers. And you have a lot. I know. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. You can help support the show. You also get behind-the-scenes content from every episode, bloopers, bonus content, like behind-the-scenes with our guests, our co-hosts, and Allison being angry at me. Yes, lots of eye-rolling. You can't hear that, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. When I do it, you can't. my water closet, which is a weird thing, right? Because a water closet This is a tequila closet. Don't you try to fool anyone. Did did you just turn the water into tequila? (laughs) Are you Jesus? So, isn't a water closet a nickname for a bathroom? Am I correct on that? I'm not old enough to know this. In like another country or something? No, I think like just here a long time ago. No. A water closet. Maybe it is a, a maybe it is a different country. What a way to start a show. Hi, yeah, Allison Sullivan. How hi are there. you? Yeah, water, good. A water closet. Uh, uh, We're going to, ju- let's try it out. Let's just try it out in public and see if people know what we mean. I see what you're saying. It's like a metaphor. Like, you know, I'm going to go talk to a man about a horse. No, a water closet is a real name for a bathroom <laughs> just from think, a very long time ago. I think you made it up. But we're in a closet. I just looked it up on the internet. The internet never lies. <laughs> really? See, I take credit for things already invented all the time. In fact, I think I prayed H-E-B curbside into existence. Yes, you, you should this before. I also thought that I made up the word dweeb in the sixth grade. Okay, Turns so, out it was already a word. So there's a lot of things that I that I thought when I was a kid that I invented yeah like what i don't remember it's a long time ago and i'm very tired <laughs> I, yeah we didn't plan this at all we i, I love our this. conversations take such unexpected turns taylor it's just our friendship live <laughs> on the radio Hello. Hi. So i can't remember what it was but there was a thing that we did oh okay 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 so when we played basketball one thing that was popular when i was still playing basketball many many moons ago was that everybody would like say fire as they shot it. Like, this shot is fire. Like, the fire oh, sure. emoji is that now, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But we, th- we thought we invented saying fuego whenever we shot. We oh. just forgot that every other country that plays basketball that speaks Spanish probably thought of it first. Right. We're so egocentric. But there is something that I did invent okay. for an entire school. And, like, I've never been more proud of myself. That's not true at all, but <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just go with it because I think it'll make the story a little bit better. Okay. So uh, when I was in college- Shining moment. Here it is. Here, here we go. My greatest moment of all time. My freshman year in undergrad, mm-hmm. we got a football team for the first time ever. We had never had a football team in the 120-something year history of our school, so we said that we were undefeated for 120 years. Let me tell you, that ended the first game <laughs> so oh, in, in very bad fashion. <laughs> Uh, apparently, if you have a program that's been playing football for a long time, you're pretty good at it. And if you've never done it before, probably not great. So our freshman year, they had all the practices, just no games. 
So that was boring. Oh, yeah. And like they actually like I was. I, I mean, had, would you go spectate practices? No, 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 no. I was actually going to be at the practices. I actually signed on to play. <laughs> and then they realized oh. when I realized that we weren't going to have any games, I was like, nah, I'm just going to red track. They have meets. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was going to say you used to be quite fast. So I hear I did. I did. And then I ate that man. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead now. The old the old has passed away. Behold, new things have come, <laughs> including uh, a belly. So uh, the second year, my sophomore year, okay. was when we had our, our first game, the one that I already told you about. Didn't go well. Right. As a complete joke, so we were the Cardinals. As mm-hmm. a complete joke, I held my hands, and I'm going to explain this for the radio audience. So like one of my hands, I kept the th- – like picture me holding a high five up. Okay. And then I put my pointer finger – and my thumb together yeah. to make like a little oh, bird. Sure. It looks like a little bird. Yes. I, I, if you're not picturing this, you're uh, not as smart as Allison Sullivan, but yet she does have the opportunity to be in this water closet with me. Yes. I don't think that's a thing I can say. To, to finish that joke, my water heater is in here. Just to make it clear, we're not in a bathroom. We're in a closet that has my water heater. I in just it. can't get over that you're trying to make yourself all noble, calling it a water closet, when there is racks of tequila. Shh. Okay. 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 So you made up this so hand sign, a we, gesture. We had we had no traditions. We had no yeah. traditions. Very non-Catholic for a non, uh, not uh, for a Catholic university, and maybe that maybe that had uh, some similarities elsewhere. But that's a story for another day. So <laughs> I held it up, and then just as a complete dummy, because this yeah. is who I am. People know this. I started every time, like we didn't have a war cry, so I started going burp, burp, like holding yeah. my hand out like that. I saw a video from Taylor. A, that is catchy. It was really stupid. It was no, really I dumb. love it. Apparently, other people do too because I saw a video of a game this year. So this no. was, this was two thousand and nine. So ten years ago, I started the first tradition for my undergrad. This at should not games. just be celebrated. <laughs> this should be wildly celebrated. As I said, it is the greatest it's contribution great. I've ever made to humanity. That is significantly great. I, the whole Cardinal, see, okay, so you're holding it up. I've always thought the Cardinals looked like a little rebellious teenager, you know, with their little mohawky, you know, and you've really captured this little spiky mohawk. I dig it. Well, thank you. I'm very proud of myself. I thought of it in about three seconds while sitting at a football game that we were losing by approximately 58 yeah. points. Yeah. Well, leave it to you to make it fun. Speaking of uh, looking like a, what did you What kind of teenager did you say? I said rebellious because then I start picturing nose hoops and, you know, tats. Was that the spiky mohawk? Though you know, the I mean, you know, you're that's, with me. That's actually kind of how my hair was at that game. <laughs> was the spiky mohawk, and then a year later, any I piercings? No, 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 no. No, don't um, be silly. I only have the holes God made for me. So okay. Uh, <laughs> so okay. Speaking of rebellious teenager, you kind of look like a rebellious teenager. Yeah. Again, we keep talking about how we look right now. <laughs> you are sitting cross-legged, legged, yeah. legged. Like water closet. Like you're sitting, <laughs> you're sitting cross. How is you it? You just make up stuff all the time. I am a little pretzely over here. It's true. <laughs> I like how I announced, or I asked you how to pronounce legged or legged, and you're like, I'm a pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> same, same. So, so uh, let's avoid the confusion. You're you're wearing. Let me see these shoes. You're wearing like checker shoes that yeah. like that were popular when you were a teenager shush i had yes you're this is a very long time ago uh-huh. you're also wearing like a plaid shirt uh-huh. you look like a rebellious teenager. it's a right flannel now. so i that's yeah, what you're i right that's what i really I am kind of diving into the 90s right now you're right and, i hadn't really thought of that but. and then you texted me on the way here Ugh. 
You said, on my way, my hair's wet and I know you don't care, period. And then you wrote the word bye, period. You yeah. told me bye before we had seen each other. This yeah. is hurtful. You know, you know, I think that it's a tool to dismiss my own self. You're like, I'm done with this conversation, so I'm going to say bye. But then I text you moments later and I'm like, dang it, I'm lost again. I was just saying, I feel like 75% of my texts to you start out with, don't make fun of me, fine, make fun of me. Do you think that, that I have deserved either of those things? Do you think that I have done things in your life to deserve you having to preface everything you say by saying, don't make fun of me, and then saying immediately, never mind, it's fine. Just fine. Um, yeah, I think that that's a really thoughtful question, actually. And it is two-parted. Part? 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 Parted? Legged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the first part is, yes, you have reason to make fun of me. You know a lot about things that I don't know anything about. Like, not just... Oh, I dabble in, you know, wires and technology and Wi-Fi. Like, I, I know nothing. I wires. I need to put this in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh. Cables. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I call and ask you really annoying questions. So it's really, it's more form of apology than anything else. And then when I'm like, no, go ahead, make fun of me. It'll make you feel better. It'll make me feel better. It's great. Go ahead. Well, and yeah. I know, I feel like I have a deep trust that deep down you like me. <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll probably be fine. Like you're not going to go to dangerously vulnerable places when you start making fun of me. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> so Deep, deep down. We talk about me, uh, uh, like the holy version of me mm -hmm. and the worst version of me. Mm -hmm. I have just suppressed as far down. Ooh. So when things start to come up, you never know what you're going to get. It's you're, right. You're it's a crapshoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're either going to here in the water closet. So you're either going to get something great or something <laughs> terrible. I see what you did there. Well, thank you very much. I'm proud. I'm proud of me. Uh, what are you more proud of, that joke or me? I, it is a toss-up. That was I love that you just like followed my brain. I did well, get a, I did start weighing them both. I'm gonna go ahead and keep the cardinal, the the rebellious cardinal. I like that you knew what question I was asking before I even finished it. Totally. I, I gave you one option. You're like, nope, the cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. that's how you intro a radio show. Obvi. Uh, I think my name's Taylor Schroll. I don't think I've said that yet. Welcome <laughs> to Forte Catholic, where our goal is to make Catholicism fun again and hopefully just get through the day. So, okay. Speaking of like growing in holiness, I have a strange take. Are you ready for the strange take? Always. Okay. So this is how somebody my... has beans. Spill them. That was very old. It's called tea now. <laughs> Again, you're showing your oldness. <laughs> it used to be. See that? See, I'm not vulnerable S about that. Spill the beans was 30 years ago. Uh, so were vans. I'm fine with it. All right. Well, uh, here you want to hear my take now? It's called vintage, Taylor. You all right, are go ahead. Go ahead. For sure. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So I'm supposed to be like Jesus in every way. Oh. Right. Um. Okay. Uh, is, 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 was that a difficult a question or just a big out of left field thing for you? Uh, maybe a little bit both. <laughs> All right. So I'm supposed to be like Jesus in every way. Yes. We should be organizing our lives like after him. We should be. Yes. Okay. So I was, I was thinking about this. I won't say praying because it's been a rough couple of weeks, but I was thinking about this and I, I'm supposed to be like Jesus in every way. And I realized something about Jesus. 
Okay. That this is how I'm going to go into the new year. I'm go- I've never focused on this part of Jesus before. Okay. And if I'm supposed to be holy like him. I'm she- already rolling my eyes at what you're about to say. I can Jesus tell. never apologized. Oh, have Jesus mercy. never said, I'm sorry. He never said he did anything wrong because he didn't. So right. he, he never apologized. <laughs> so here in the new year in 2020, I'm giving that up. I'm not apologizing yeah? anymore. Yeah, I want to see how this works for you. I, I'm just, I, I mean, it is counter. I'm glad I have a front row seat. Okay. Can I, can I weigh in yet? Or sure. Are you yeah, done? Yeah, this is a radio show. You can talk, I guess. Okay. Well, it, a couple of things. Jesus had no plank in his eye, Taylor. And I am sitting right next to you, and it's like poking me. <laughs> it's like dangerously close over here. Um, so I think that a lot of times what happens is that we want to model our lives after, uh, you know, the whole Jesus in the temple thing, right? Like getting out his whip and turning tables over, except that's not. I don't think prudent to do with lots of planks in your eye. So I think that when we try to mimic this part of Jesus with planks in our eye, we're really just like Peter whipping out our sword and lopping off ears. And Jesus is like, oh man, okay, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that. Jesus didn't apologize to that man on Peter's, Peter's behalf. And Peter didn't apologize either. He just Okay, was but like, he fixed ah, it. He here. fixed it. Doesn't that imply you shouldn't have done that? If I'm having to, we're, we're just causing him more work. Okay. So I think that we're supposed to take up of our cr- take up our cross, not brandish our whip. That that's all I'm saying. Why can't I just make the cross out of the planks in my eye? I already have enough <laughs> of there the you lumber. Go. And then carry it around. So you don't like this take about apologizing? I, I mean, for entertainment, yes. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not just doing this for entertainment. I'm giving it up completely. I'm tired of saying I'm sorry. Have you this. had a bad experience? Because usually it feels good. What feels good? apologizing no 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 it's extremely awkward both giving an apology and receiving an apology i received one the other day and this is when i decided no i'm done let's just call it good i'm just i'm just done okay well what about you and i because we can we can bump heads you and me i don't think we've ever apologized to each other yeah we just kind of talk it out right you're right which i which i I like all right like i mean our friendship is fine we're good we are and we've never apologized so we are the model of friendship Uh, i am the model of christianity following after jesus well now you've persuaded me i'm I'm into okay (laughs) let's try another take we've we've solved that one here's here's another thing that i just absolutely love okay we've talked about silence on the show a lot over the last year or so Mm -hmm. because i'm not very good at it yeah we have this yearly, yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so it's the way I am. <laughs> uh, so we talked about it about once a year on the show, but we've talked about it a lot recently because people want me to stop talking. So really? I, yeah, sure. I mean, is this surprising? To I'm you? just glad I'm in good company. Oh, <laughs> don't say sorry, though. OK, so my good friend Edmund Mitchell. Have you heard, do you know, you, we've talked about Edmund. Yes, I haven't met him yet, though. Yeah, that's right, because when I was at his house recording his show, called the show, he, we, I texted you at like one in the morning. I know. Hey, you should come hang out with this guy. I know. So, um, I, I have also, last year was the year of silence, and the year of like focusing on silence and trying to have more silence in my life, and it went well at times and not well at other times. Well, again, I'm making another change. I'm not apologizing, and also I'm getting rid of all the silence in my life. Are you ready to hear why? Yeah. Okay, so Cardinal Sarah, who we've talked about a lot, strange name for a cardinal, but whatever. So uh, 
he talked about, he wrote a book called The Power of Silence, okay? You liked that joke. I'm making you happy today. I feel like you missed me, and you haven't said anything nice yet. Uh, so Cardinal say I wrote this book called The Power of Silence. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know, what? are you young enough to know what a clapback is? Sure. What's a clapback? You know, a retort. There you go. A retort. <laughs> what an old lady word. Okay. So a really sassy retort. It's a sassy retort. It is a sassy retort. So Cardinal Sarah, <laughs> currently alive. St. Catherine of Siena, I'm not sure when she lived, mm. but most definitely dead because of that saint title in her name. Sure. I, I, I am aware of this. So Edmund retweeted. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So Edmund retweeted this quote from St. Catherine of Siena saying, we've had enough of exhortations to be silent, exclamation point. Cry out with a hundred thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. And he said, this is a clapback against Cardinal Sarah's book, which is funny in many ways because it is very different than saying to be silent. But it's also just really funny to me that he's using a clapback from something that happened hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. to something modern. It's a very funny joke, mm-hmm. and I'm very f- proud of my friend mm-hmm. Edmund. No, it's good. Um, you know, what she's doing is she's empowering people, I, which, which, of course, I, you know, I'm all about. And really it comes down to if you're somebody that is apologizing too much, then you should probably have an interior look about why that's happening. Right. Wait, are you so, still talking about apologizing? No, no. Just can you just hold on a second? Are you trying to link these two things <laughs> that I definitely didn't mean to link? Yes. <laughs> so, but if your tendency is to be silent, then you pr- should probably have an interior look about speaking up. If your tendency is to be constantly talking, you should probably have an interior look about being quiet. So it depends on where you are, how you take this. You know. Um, I'm on the I talk a lot side. But you're staying comfortable in all circumstances is what's happening. You're like, I don't like to apologize. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to be silent. I don't not good at being silent. I'm not going to do that either. Forte Catholic in 2020. um, (laughs) Instead of growing as a human person, I'm just going to to relook at the things that I'm not good at and reframe them to make them sound Jesus-y. Does that sound like a plan? (sighs) Well, that's all we have time for for this first segment. <laughs> what a first segment of the first show of the year with Miss Allison Sullivan. I'll be right back with a guest. She won't because, again, I didn't schedule one. But Allison will be back in about 20 minutes. Don't go anywhere. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message from Definitely Not Taylor. If you are listening to the show, you should totally rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes. To rate it, go to the iTunes Podcasts app on your phone, search for Take Catholic, scroll down to Review, give five stars, write that you like the show, and then move on with your day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor Schroll, and today's guest is a person that I've known of for quite some time, but we've never we never really met until uh, last month. And even then, we didn't really get to spend that much time together. It was more like, a, hey, 
I know who you are from the internet. Nice to see you. And then we moved on with our day. But Father Chris Ortega is with me today. Father Chris, how are you today, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's been a, it's been a good day. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be talking to you. Uh, the time that we set for us to talk, I wasn't ready for because on the way home from picking my kids up from school, I took them yeah. to McDonald's uh, to get a snack. And McDonald's took longer than I was, than I thought. And as you heard right before we started this interview, I'm about to, have to go get on to my kids because I just bought them a very nice snack. And they have acted very poorly since we arrived home. <laughs> right, right. That's all right. I totally understand. Stuff happens. Life happens. It was funny. Whenever we were whenever we were talking about like, hey, what do you want to talk about? You were like, I don't really know. I don't really know what I want to talk about. Like, I felt like your answer was like, this is real. This is me. Because you were like, here's all the things about me. So we're just going to go through a couple of those. Like, you're obviously a priest. That's why I called you father. You are not my biological dad. Uh, but yeah, that would be kind of crazy if I was. It would be. I, I don't know. I think you're like a year older than me. We look a little different. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with this. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I followed you on Instagram for a while, and one of the things that I've very much enjoyed about a lot of my like my priest friends and and seeing people like you on social media is like, look, p- priests are people too. Like you're a person who is very adamant about how excited you are to be a priest and you love being a priest, but you also love the Mandalorian and you love anime and you are a diehard coffee lover. And like the humanizing the priesthood has been helpful for me. So yeah, like that's, that's who you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about who father CEO is because I, that's your name on all your social media. And I, I didn't know your real name for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, it's kind of funny sometimes that I'm just kind of myself and then people are just like, are you sure you're a priest? I'm like, yeah, I am. Why? <laughs> like, you know, like it's, it's just like it boggles people's minds that I, I, I like to do nerdy things. Um, I like to do hipster things and I don't know, like, it's just, it's just the expression of who I am. And I don't know, something like, which is kind of interesting, like in seminary, I remember um, like some of the priests just trying to try to form and, and tell the seminarians, like try to tell us, we, we don't need cookie cutter people. Like God is choosing you like, and he's calling you because of who you are, like the kind of person you are with your likes, with your you know desires and like your take on life. So he's calling you to be fully yourself. I think what's, what's most important is like having uh, a deep understanding of your identity first and foremost as a child of God. Like you get that taken care of, then like you, everything else just flows out of that reality to fully express and let, so you can fully be yourself as son of God, as daughter of God. Yeah, and it's great to see for us lay people to see that in our priests because it's a thing that just people in general struggle with as they're trying to grow in holiness. It's like, how do I, Taylor, become the holier version of Taylor and not just become like a mini version of somebody else? Like we're supposed to be little Christ, but he has a very large body. I don't, I don't, I don't mean physically, but like the, the body of Christ is a large group of people. Yeah. He made us all very different. So it has been pretty inspirational for me to see that in our spiritual leaders. How long have you been a priest? I feel like it's been like not that long because you're friends with Father Jared Cook, who I mess with all the time. And I still consider him a baby priest. Maybe he's uh, upgraded to toddler. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've been a priest for eight and a half years. Really? Um, you look yep. so young. Congratulations. Hey, <laughs> it's because I have an oily face. It preserves me well. So I've been a priest for eight and a half years. I was ordained in June of 2011. It's been a crazy wild adventure. I'm still kind of baffled that you are that old. I'm very, I'm very happy for you. You look great. Um, 
So, but like one of the things that we that you shared as we were kind of getting to know each other when we were preparing for this was that you are a first generation Mexican American uh, and you lived in this weird state of being part of two cultures but belonging to none. What do you mean by that? Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like it's my parents, you know, they they came to the United States when I was in high school, they became US citizens. But it was I was just being part of like the Mexican culture, but growing up in Los Angeles, it's also very Americanized, but it's also very Hispanic. And yet it was interesting because I, whenever now, and just even then, just throughout life, whenever I'd find myself in like a Hispanic environment or just, and more specifically in the Mexican environment and even going to visit family in Mexico, like I never really fully felt like I was, you know, I am Mexican American. Like I have that, that's my culture. I can speak Spanish, but I always felt like there was a disconnect. Like I wasn't fully part of it because I was American because my, my, like I have an accent when I speak in Spanish. And yet at the same time, like when after uh, I like I left uh, Los Angeles to be part of a traveling youth ministry, I was going around the United States, putting on retreats um, with net ministries. Um, and I was on a team and I was the only Hispanic, I was the only Latino in the team. And so I was doing retreats in these states and these dioceses that were not Hispanic at all. They were very Anglo. And I felt a disconnect there. Like it was very much like, oh, you're not an American. And like, well, no, I am. Like I was born in Los Angeles but I'm also Hispanic. And so there was an interesting like reality that was there that I didn't feel like I was like really part of the American culture, not fully part of the Mexican culture, but I was kind of in this semi-state of being in both. And so just like, I've noticed that tension for myself. And so that's why sometimes like I relate a lot with the young people that that come from that kind of background where they have that tension where like their parents are coming from a, a Hispanic Latin American country where they're being brought up in the United States. And they're kind of in this American culture, but they're also Hispanic, but they're kind of, they don't feel like they're part of, they're part of both, but they don't belong to one or the other. It's just this weird, interesting, like dynamic intention and reality that we find ourselves. It's so interesting because like, I never knew this growing up. Like I grew up in South Texas, there's a large Hispanic population, and I never knew that this was a thing that people struggled with. And then most people know that I've married a Hispanic wife. Like she, not first generation like yourself, but still relatively new, uh, generationally speaking, I guess. I, I don't know if that's uh, relative, but you know what I mean? Like she's, or yeah. I think it was her grandparents that came over. And, and then it's like, that was kind of like my first experience with it and now we work with a lot of primarily hispanic parishes and and the young people uh, are absolutely struggling with this it's like they're the bridge for me a white person to their parents who a lot of them only speak spanish and then so it's this interesting place that they're that that i have found young people like this in where they feel a lot of the struggles and the, and the the hardships that you've shared you've alluded to uh, but they also have this like pretty cool place of uniting two very different cultures. It's it's fascinating to me. The more I've learned about it, the more I, I like. Obviously, anytime you understand somebody better, you're able to be a better friend to them. You're able to minister better to them. So. I guess the first thing that I want to do is because there's a lot of people listening who may be like yourself. There's a lot of people listening like me that did not grow up with, with this kind of reality. So first of all, for those people who are like yourself that are growing up like this, what have been some of the things that have been able to help you kind of navigate the situation? My life has been different in, in like insofar as like the Lord has definitely taken me to a lot of different places. And so he's also kind of brought me out of a community of kind of first generation people like me. So like I've, I've experienced life a little bit differently being a missionary and then a student like in other places that are that it's not from like my hometown and homegrown and then being now in Georgia um, in the South. And so 
I don't know, like what's what's helped me? Like first of all, I think realizing that that it, it's okay. Like it's okay that I'm in this tension. And really there's there are more people around that are actually experiencing it. Gosh, I don't even know. Like that that's such an interesting and very kind of difficult question to kind of like say like what has helped me. It's this weird place of we're also talking about like the dynamics like of a Hispanic family, kind of some traditional roles and traditional things that like maybe they like, well, this is what we do back in our in our home country and this is how I was raised. And then yet the American culture can also bring about like these ideas that clash with the way a parent wants to raise their children. In in the Latin American country, like there's there's a little bit more of a of an honoring of your parents. But in the American culture, it's more like, okay, like young people, like grow, go home or go, go away from home, like, like be independent. And like, we want to be independent, but our parents are saying to obey, you know, we want to be able to go out, but our parents are always just like on top of us. You know, how do I deal with that? Like, how do I navigate that? And, and that's still, I'm not even sure if I still have an answer for that. Like, well, I, how, I can tell you that you out? have an answer. I can tell you what answer you gave. You took a vow of obedience. So you listened to your parents and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now you find yourself like obviously you you had your experiences and now you find yourself in parish leadership in church leadership. So you've lived through all of this. What would you say like like the biggest thing that stuck out to me whenever I hear your story or uh the young people's stories that we work with in youth ministry, we recognize that you can't really find fully your home in either culture. And here we are at church, which is supposed to be your spiritual home. So as a leader in the church, how do you, how can we uh, be more welcoming to people who may not feel at home in their own culture and whenever they find themselves coming to our churches? I think it's um, a little bit about just meeting the people where they're at. Like when we talk about culture, culture is ultimately like the, those signs, those those things that are spoken or done that express how one sees life, how sees reality, how they perceive it. And so culture can range from, you know, how someone speaks, inflection, idioms, to how one, you know, some people may use more of their hands and how they're, they're, they're talking physically, you know, images and even just kind of into the faith of like Our Lady Guadalupe, you know, for... Mexicans, but it's Our Lady Caridad for Cubans. And so like there's there are different things that a person has that they've been brought up and formed with to express how they see life. So like how to how to make them feel more welcome is getting to know their perspective, getting to know how they speak, getting to know like the things that that bring them comfort and affection, especially those things in the faith, and being able to kind of meet them where they're at and maybe even provide an environment where you're sharing in that and also sharing your own perspective, like, wow, like, that's how you see things. That's, you know, your notion of family and, and like, what's important. And like, let me share where we're coming from. So being able to share and respect each other's expression of life. It's fascinating because like one of the big questions we always have within ministry leadership is like at a parish, like just where we all go to church, how do you separate things and like and to meet people where they are and how do you unite an entire community because the parish is supposed to be one parish and yet so often a lot of our parishes feel like two parishes it feels like the english-speaking parish and the spanish-speaking parish or uh, however you want to divide up the dynamics there 
And so, like, obviously, like, people feel more comfortable praying in their own language. They have these uh, cultural connections like to Our Lady Guadalupe and that other word that you said that I can't say because I'm very white. But also, like, you want to unify people. We are one body of Christ. So, like, you know, you talk about parish dynamics. Like, what do you think is is the answer there? What do you think is the solution there to bring people together but also meet people where they are? How do we do both of those things at once? So I think that's going to be a very tricky answer. (laughs) <laughs> because a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I went down to uh, Miami for a college campus ministry workshop, and it was specifically geared for Hispanic college campus students. We were talking about culture, talking about everything, and there's this idea of culture and how cultures can also begin to mesh within each other to create a completely different reality, a completely different culture. And there are various ways of looking at it, but like an idea is like, so when we look at Miami, in Miami, you have a great, like it's, it was mainly kind of populated people from Cuba. So it has a very Cuban flair, but what people that also have come to live in Miami come from, from Puerto Rico. So you have these two different cultures, these two different mindsets, different idioms and slangs and whatnot, but because they have been kind of living side by side for just a few generations now, what's happened is that these children and these younger generations have been growing up with each other and they have been listening and hearing to each other. And so you'll start to see like Cubans have slightly kind of adopted without realizing it, certain Puerto Rican mannerisms or even like verbiages. And it's creating this this different dynamic because you also have Puerto Ricans that have taken on some Cuban culture stuff, um, certain things that they've said. And it's creating a completely different culture. You've had a Cuban culture and a Puerto Rican culture that have been living side by side and they're beginning to kind of adapt to each other and it's creating something different, um, a completely different culture. So when you begin to see that, and that's just on a secular reality, you see that in New York, you see that in Los Angeles, you see that in Texas. Like when you have all these different countries that are coming together and you're living side by side, something different begins to happen. And there's a different expression of sorts. So then what do you do in a parish? I think sometimes we want to be like, well, we want to be all on the same page. And so this is the only thing that we're going to do. But then you almost begin to negate someone's perspective, someone's culture, someone's like faith and devotion, because, well, we're mainly Mexican here. So we're only going to do Our Lady Guadalupe. We're not going to be involved with, you know, Our Lady of Lourdes or Our Lady of Caridad. Charity, by the way, that's Our Lady of Charity. Um, thank like, you, thank you. Keep <laughs> in perspective or whatever. And so then you almost begin to kind of say like, well, no, you need to be assimilated, you know, like, which means that you need to do what we do and it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's that one extreme, but then there's another extreme like, well, then are you saying that we should do a, a feast for Our Lady of Guadalupe at the parish and for Our, Our, Our Lady of Charity and all these other things? And like, how many feasts are we going to do? Then it becomes chaotic because there's just so much stuff that we're always doing. You know, you have that messy reality as well. And it's just a matter of, of dialogue, of communicating and just seeing like, what is it that we can do? What is it that our community wants to be able to express? You know, who are we and how are we lending to each other? How are we expressing each other? And like, what is becoming us? What is our personality as this parish? Because what your parish is going to do is going to be something completely different than the one that's like down the street, the one that's like 20 minutes away. And that's okay because your dynamic, your your different people are coming from different expressions and different realities, creating a different personality and different cultures there. There's no real simple <laughs> way of answering that. 
Right, yeah, but I, I love like kind of the mental picture you gave us of what has happened in Miami. It's like these cultures just living life together, just being in proximity and being around each other. They started adopting things from the other culture. Uh, and I, I love that image for our church. It's like, let's just be together. And, and like, it's going to be, it might be difficult. It probably is going to be difficult, but let's just live life together and, and try to love each other and love our neighbors, even if they are from a different culture, if they speak uh, a different language, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, Father Chris, uh, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate you you coming on. It's a fascinating conversation. And uh, I want people to, to continue to follow you and to find all the things about you, not just your take on this, but also on The Mandalorian and on all of your anime takes and all of those things. So uh, they can follow you at fr underscore co on Instagram. You want to send them anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I also have a, like a Facebook page for those who just prefer to be on Facebook. My Facebook page is just Father Christopher Ortega. Um, so that's where I'm at on, on Facebook. And I also have a Twitter account. Like my Twitter account kind of basically receives anything that's going on from Instagram. And so um, if you prefer being on Twitter, like my uh, Twitter handle is uh, FR Chris Ortega, Father Chris Ortega. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man. Go follow this guy. He's a lot of fun, doing a lot of great things for the young church, even though he's much older than I thought he was. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for our final segment of the day. Allison, if I say turn it to 11, do you know what movie I'm referencing? No. I think it's Pulp Fiction. I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. But it's a thing that people say. And that's the reason why I decided that uh, ForteCatholic.com slash beard, the discount is 11%. Not 10. Everybody else's is 10. I have the highest percentage off of everybody. Because eleven, because I'm smart. <laughs> and I was like, smart. You are were, smart. That's all I ever wanted. We can stop recording. I just wanted that recorded somewhere. Fortogether.com/slash/beard. You can get eleven percent off your next order. I just ordered my new order of of Catholic balm for my beard because I needed more, and I just got it like trimmed down, and I wanted it to continue to look pretty and and to smell good, so my wife will still love me. So if you too want your wife to still love you, or if you're a woman and want to smell nice as well, yeah, no, like, this is for like intentional beards, not accidental ones. No, it's for all beards. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome on this face. Okay, I had to finish that. I had the joke, and it kept going. Uh, but if you're a woman like yourself, you can you can get lip balm. You can get, like, hand lotion. You, too, can smell like a pretty person. I do have the occasional stray hair. It'll work. It'll work. I, on your arm? I don't know what we're talking about. No, this that's the accidental beard oh, the where accidental you're like, beard. husband, tell me these oh. things. Well, I'm not your husband, but I'll be sure to tell you <laughs> if I ever see it. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. TMI. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. Boy, what an interview that was. That interview that I haven't recorded yet. I have no idea who it was. But they did a great job. Didn't you Didn't you appreciate their insights, I Allison? was blown away. Wow just so special wit insight humor i mean i think it might be the greatest interview we've ever done <laughs> because you weren't there oh. oh i'm just kidding that was unnecessary remember that time 20 minutes ago where you said <laughs> i wouldn't joke about things you're actually insecure about <laughs> well proved you wrong yeah and you're not gonna apologize for it either i'm not so going to apologize i'm just but gonna sit here and get over it this segment we are going to talk about um we, we joked about the ways i'm not going to grow in my faith this year in the first segment uh, we're going to talk about one that I actually might try. Oh. But first, we have some fun reviews to get through on the show. 
I reviews of the show. Reviews of the show. Yes. I don't think I've ever gone through any of these with you. Okay. It's a lot of no, fun. I've, no, I've never done this before. <laughs> so a while ago, uh, we did a live show. And during the live show, I said, if you are in the crowd, right at the end, if you're in the, cr- in the crowd and you enjoyed this, and even if you did it, I want you to lie, go to iTunes right now, go mm-hmm. to Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. leave a review. And you can you, just give it five stars and lie. I don't care if you didn't like it or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are priests here. I think I made some kind of joke about like they'll give you forgiveness. Like you know, perfect. It's kind of like the thing yeah. when they're like, I can't think of the fancy Catholic name for it right now, but it's like it's on a day of fasting. But the priests are like, Nah, you're good. <laughs> it's like not general absolution, but like permission to not do things where you need absolution for. Okay, that's a fancy word I can't think of, and everyone and is yelling at me right now. Of course, and, and it's going to come to you at three a.m. and you're going to sit straight up in bed. And like, I'll, I'll yeah. text you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Allison. Perfect. How are you? Except I wasn't ever curious in the first place. Well, good. Okay, <laughs> so h- here we go. Here was a couple of the reviews. That we got, and I want, like, I laughed a lot about them. Okay. But you're a published author. Like, you're a real writer. Mm. And what I want is to get your feedback on how these stories sound. Okay. Remember, I told these people to lie and say nice things. Okay. Okay. I have not seen these. You have not. I perfectly and on purpose did not prep you for any of this. In my head, as I thought of that sentence, Uh I said, there are too many P's in this sentence, and I couldn't think of a way out of it. (laughs) A little alliteration is good for a good story. So you're heading us in just right. All All right, right, here we go. I give me a one out of ten. Let's see how Desiree did. Okay. They literally paid my college tuition is how this starts. I heard these guys for the first time recording live at SLS 20. They called me into a van. Okay, we were <laughs> I, we recorded in a van live at SLS. I know I've talked about this and there's been pictures, but just like the water closet joke, I have to make sure just so I don't get canceled. This is a van in public with the doors open that we recorded it. Okay. Okay. They called me into a van, cried about the shaving of facial hair, and then just offered to pay my college tuition. I was like, are you sure? You guys are Catholic podcasters, and I go to a private Catholic university, which means you're broke and my education is expensive. That was just hurtful. It was just hurtful. <laughs> However, hashtag facts. Sure. Uh, you really want to pay for this? Question mark. They simply put on a seventh layer of beard balm and with a thick <laughs> Italian accent told me, you got it. I'm imagining that's Father Anthony because he's Italian. So I feel like I have to give them five stars. They're also sometimes marginally funny, so check them out, I guess. I guess. Girls got jokes. I like it. Nice job, Des. So feedback rating? We- yeah, I, that's 10 out of 10 for me. Are they Are they going to go up from here? They can't go up from here. There's, that's great. There's another one that's pretty great. Beard balm in a van? <laughs> I mean, and then paying her college tuition, it's great. We're I great love it. people. We're great people. Yeah. So in order to I fulfill guess. this promise, go to patreon.com slash Forte Catholic, because apparently I'm paying Desiree's college for the, <laughs> for the rest of the time. Um, okay. There is one more that I think might be one of the funniest and well thought out reviews of any podcast ever. All right. Well. But, I'm, but like a good radio personality, again, another P word that I couldn't think of. I, I guess I just have like a strange... Lack of pee in the water closet. Okay, so <laughs> I have to get to this I, one. No. Okay, hold on. I feel really loyal to Desiree. I don't even want to hear it, but go ahead. Okay, this, I'm, we're not there yet. You weren't listening at all. I'm, I'm teasing that one out for later. We're going to get to two other ones and then get to the hilarious Oh, gosh. One. Okay. That's go. how this works. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Um, I, got, I got this one on Instagram. Because they didn't listen. I mean, they said nice things, but come on. Like, DMing me on Instagram 
doesn't do anything. It only makes me feel good. It doesn't help the show at all. What's wrong with you? Right. Okay. Well, they were not going to be manipulated by your little ploy is what it was. I guess so. They need to listen to the first segment and be less good people. Okay. So my 11-year-old son likes listening to the podcast. He'll ask if we can listen to the loud Catholic dude. (laughs) Love the show and keep it up. (laughs) And this is funny because this is all because of the warning at the beginning of the show. You've, have you heard the warning? Sure. Yeah, it's it's Dennis ever? from from Red Sea Catholic Radio. And they made this because one of the people on the yes. board almost got into a, a car accident at the beginning of my show. So they made a warning so that they didn't get sued. Mm-hmm. And people love it. Like, mm-hmm. people are walking around. Like, I was at the conference and they were like, I love the warning. And like they're like, it's the favorite part of the show. The only part I'm not in. <laughs> so it's a little hurtful. But um, but also very good. So I, I liked that one. I like that one too. It's it's on your computer, which is a little far away, and we've already joked that I'm elderly. And so what I thought it said was, if we can listen to the loud Catholic drunk. Well, <laughs> you have pointed out certain things in this room <laughs> multiple times. I do I do like a drink, but I've never been drunk. Did you know that about me? I've never been drunk. You don't believe me. I'm serious. Definitely don't believe you. I'm like 8,000 pounds. It's impossible for me to get drunk. Maybe you're just immune. I am immune. It runs in my blood. I'm Cajun. Wow. We can't do it as a people. <laughs> you're tipsy just sitting in this room. <laughs> totally. next, next to the Next to the tequila. I'm like secondhand drunk. <laughs> Second, okay. Here we go. Are you ready for this? This is the big one. Yeah. This is the big one. This one is titled, I walked through the desert in some shoes. <laughs> and then it says dot, 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 and I can't read the rest of it. But here we go. Okay. I was sunburnt and parched from wandering through the desert in search for enlightenment in the form of knowledge and the most amazing taco known to man. Hmm. (laughs) They appeared unexpectedly, like angels would in the Old Testament. In parentheses, you know the kind. Oh, nice. (laughs) This is so strange. Lots of eyes. And invited me to sit with them in the shade. Thank God she didn't say van. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thank them, grateful to give my feet rest. My feet, a rest. I'm, I'm your editor now. Quote, Ah, I see that you are a fan of holy attire as well, the bearded one exclaimed, pointing <laughs> at the saintly socks that peaked above my hiking boots. A plug oh, for sock religious yes. right in the middle. I love how they socks. peaked. Great use of the word peaked. Go that, ahead. That peaked above my hiking boots. So good. Join us for dinner, my friend, and tell us what you have seen. We spoke for hours around the campfire telling tales of our lives and the wonders God has breathed into them. Until at last, weary from walking in my now full stomach, I fell asleep. When I awoke, I was alone again. There were no signs of my hosts anywhere. But as I looked around in wonder, a mid-sized Tupperware container caught my eye. With the quote, may the Lord watch over you. The post-it note on the lid read, and inside, the most delicious looking tacos from my old neighborhood taco shop waited, hot and fresh. I made my way back to civilization in silence, still in awe. Who were these mysterious men in the desert? What is Beard Bomb? And how is the bearded one so joyfully loud? I was full of questions, but too elated to speak them out loud. The podcast oh is gosh. good, too. Oh, my gosh. That is gold. I love that you're supplying people with college educations and tacos. What else do you want, people? I mean, everyone should go rate me five stars just just based on Obviously. how those people responded. I, I hope that they both have blogs. Is that is that still a thing, Taylor? No. Um, blogs went out of fashion when everything <laughs> you're wearing did. So. You can microblog on Instagram, I hear. 
I, I never read them. So yeah. do, uh, here we go. Do you know what TLDR means? Um, I see it all the time. You do? Yeah. It too should... long. Too long. What? You should know because I, it's how I feel about every one of your Instagram posts. That was so, that hurt. That one really hurt, Taylor. Take it back. You know this. That hurt. You know this. Uh, we talked about this. TLDR means. What does it mean? Too long, didn't read. Okay. You share these beautiful pictures and then the writer <sighs> in you, like I write like, this is my kids at their birthday party well, post. You write 8,000 pages of a book and then hit post. I'm like, did you expect me I to I did read it? not. And I do try to mix it up very purposefully with, you know, just one hashtag <laughs> that I thought a long time about. <laughs> I stood firm at the beginning of our show saying I wouldn't apologize anymore. You look like you need one. I do. But I can't. No. I've already said it publicly that I, I'm not going to apologize. Come on. For me. Come on. I'm Come on. Come here, on. Here we go. Come Are you on. ready? Come on. I'm sorry that you feel that, that way. That you feel that <laughs> way. Exactly. 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 All right. Doesn't I'm, count. I'm glad we made it through this. Okay. Our, our, our friendship will survive. You get to stick to your narcissistic resolution that's going to make you lose the couple of friends you have left. Taylor. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, you're, now you're throwing things from our <laughs> private conversations in just to be hurtful. This is how we move forward, friends. Okay. Do you want to talk? Come come watch. Come tune in to Allison and Taylor, like getting a friendship divorce on the exactly, podcast. Exactly. Give us five stars. Or go. Here's what I really want. Here's all I really want. Go into your Apple podcast and go find the podcast Sinner Saint Sister. And leave it just the, give it five stars, but leave the most ridiculous reviews and like share oh, these wild thank stories. Goodness. I it thought would... you were going to tell them to give me like a bad review or no, like, or, no. or, or, well, even five stars, but a bad review. And I'm like, you know, my skin is too thin for that. Don't you dare. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bad reviews are hurtful. Don't do them. Uh, if, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, then don't say nothing. Well, look at you and your limits. I didn't know you had any. Oh, I'm... <laughs> when it comes to things that can actually harm people, like <laughs> bad reviews on, on Instagram or on iTunes, that can really harm people. Now, saying something in a water closet really isn't going to hurt your life. <laughs> okay. You'll be over it in like a minute when I give you some of this tequila. <laughs> We have to switch gears. Okay, let's switch gears. You it's talk? it's for the best. It is for the best because we have about five minutes left and need to talk about something holy because this is a Catholic podcast. Oh, what is your... <laughs> <laughs> talking about holiness makes you sick now. Uh, you know what it is? I'm in a little bit of a bad mood. Do you want to know why? I do want to know why. Okay. Is it because of something I said four minutes ago? Ugh, no, I'm over it. Okay. It's the holidays. I feel like the holidays vacillate my mood so much. Because you have these really high expectations and then things don't always, you know, really deliver. I mean, no other time in the year can I go from beauty will save the world and people are awesome to how in the world can I possibly be generous in my assumptions of others when I hate everyone? <laughs> and so you see what I'm saying? That it's like there are these polarities. And so no other time of the year do I exist in such polarities when really I think that we're probably called to kind of sit in the middle with God near, you know? You know what and I so think? So this is just a I hard think? time to do that for me. I think in the holidays, you realize what it is for me to interact with you throughout the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go again. Okay. You ready to do something holy? Sure. Okay. Here's, here's my attempt on what I'm going to try to do. Uh, because like you, like you were saying, like 
it is harder in the holidays. It's harder. People in the holidays. know I've been stressed during this holiday season. It's not yeah. been. It's not been fun. Yeah. And people that have been listening for a while also know that whenever a break happens, I'm not good. Not in my routine. So summer break, spring break, Christmas break, things aren't as good for me spiritually as a as a person. Like I'm yeah. not good in those situations, and I've realized that, and I've tried to do things to kind of. You just need a routine. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to Some alleviate structure. it, but I, I I can't. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not very good at it. So it's one of my one of my big flaws. So I heard something a couple of weeks ago that I hadn't shared yet. It was a homily within a homily. Now this sounds like something that I would not like because okay. I, generally I'm not a fan of homilies. <laughs> but there was a good homily, and in the middle of that good homily, he quoted another good homily. So this was just very healing for it's me. It's like a dream within a dream. Exactly. It yeah. was homilyception. I'm very proud of you for knowing that. Have you seen Inception? Yeah. No, you haven't. <gasps> yes, I have. Really? Yes. Wow. Did you like it? Yes. Was the top still spinning at the end? I don't know. You haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Here we go. This is a homily from St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Our favorite saint, obviously. You've definitely heard of him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... He, this is a reflection. I'm distracted because I'm trying to think of m- what movie I was thinking of. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to know later. Okay. <laughs> At the Annunciation, which people will say, Christmas is over, Taylor. And I'm like, well, I pray the Angelus every day, so leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of Memento. Memento. Well, I'm proud of you. I've never seen that. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening I don't now. Think there was a now topic. I'm focused. Okay. Well, good. A reflection on the angel talking to Mary. Okay. Okay. Open your heart to faith, O blessed virgin. Your lips to praise, your womb to the creator. See the desired of all nations is at your door, knocking to enter. Now, okay, so this is like a, a cool reflection on the Annunciation. But I started thinking about like this, G, uh, Mary was the first follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. She was the first disciple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if we are, I, I already decided earlier, I'm going to be more like Jesus by not apologizing. But I want to mm-hmm. be more like Mary, mm-hmm. Being the first follower of Jesus, opening my heart to faith, opening my lips to praise, and I don't have a womb, <laughs> but like obviously like giving my body, sure. and giving my time, giving my focus yeah. um, to Jesus instead of memento. Sure. You yeah. down with this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he continues. If he should pass by because of your delay and sorrow, you would begin to seek him afresh, the one whom your soul loves. Okay. Here's, here's, the, here's the big thing. This is what I'm focusing on. Kay. We're pointing at each other for no apparent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arise, hasten, open. Arise in faith, hasten in devotion, open in praise and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. What do you yeah. think about that? Um, I love the arise. I love the idea of being very sensitive to a Holy Spirit. When you feel a holy nudge or this kind of inner tug, I feel like those are divine things, and having an ever ready yes is part of arising, hasten and devotion. I have this, this is, as you were talking, it made me think of this. Um, one of the ways that I knew Seth was going to be my husband was we were dating and we... That is usually a good first step. <laughs> <laughs> we were dating and we had gotten into a somewhat heated argument and I had stormed out of the room and I, and it, I came back in to say one more thing, you know? And he was kneeling by the couch praying for your soul. And <laughs> and I would have never turned to the Lord that quickly in anger. I can eventually get there, but never that quickly. And so I just love immediately asking the Lord to join you in whatever 
situation you're in. Right. And so then what's the last one? Open in praise and thanksgiving. Mm. So, okay. So speaking of in whatever situation you're in, that the, the Lord is near, you can be in the highest of mountaintops you know, shouting out glory and praise and, and celebration. And you can be in the depth of despair in the valleys and you can still be shouting out glory and praise because we're certain of who he is and that his plans are good. And so I think that it there, that that to me says it's asking the question, not why do you have me here? But instead, what do you have for me here? Ooh, I trust that your plans are good. That's good, Miss Sullivan. Know, but, but you have something for me here, and I'm open to it, whatever it is. I knew we'd get preaching Allison out of this. Ah. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, I just need to begin again. It's been a theme for me. I yeah. talked about it a few weeks ago, but like uh, there was a very impactful uh, confession that I had mm. where the priest at the end just said, just begin again. Mm. Arise. Start again. Start yeah. fresh. Start new. Yeah, that's good. Uh, hasten and devotion was a thing. It's like, I'm, I can, especially in these times, I can be very slow to like, oh, I've been away for a while. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can wait till I get back in my routine. No, like just hasten, do it now. No. Do it now. Um, and then just being open in this praise and thanksgiving, like realizing that even if I have not been doing the things that I need to do, God still loves me anyway. Yes, he does. Uh, despite what Miss Sullivan will tell me every day, God still loves me. <laughs> Allison. I love you too, Taylor. This was You fun. don't ever have to apologize to me, I don't think. I won't. I reserve permission See to take ya. it back. I'm going to take it back. All right, it's our last one, Allison. You don't have to be stressed out <sighs> anymore. No, I'm sweating. Literal sweat in my literal armpit. Well, I've, I've got nothing to help you out there, but uh, uh, are your feet sweating? No, what? Ah, no. Well, if, if, <laughs> actually, I, I just checked. Yes. They are? Yes. Are you lying now? Because you said that they were. No, no. Come here. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I never want to touch your feet or socks, but I, I can buy you some new ones. I'll touch those before I give them to you. ForteCatholic.com slash socks. I can get you some sock religious socks. Featuring Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Maybe when you said you weren't good at these commercials, you were oh, right. I should have listened to you. Some uh, totally holy footwear. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go punch myself into that wall over there. That didn't make any sense. Uh, but oh, my gosh. Great Saints, the Jesus, who's my favorite Jewish Catholic. You can get all these socks to make yourself look good and feel holy. You can be reminded to pray whenever you look at your sweaty toes <laughs> with the stray hairs on them. ForteCatholic.com slash socks.